You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, hello, good people, and welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is a good day. Day. Oh my God, I have to say that again, y'all, because today is a good day. All right, let's just take a deep breath so we can get back into the flow of love. <sighs> yes, just release all of the tension, all of the stress. Anybody trying to push your buttons earlier, just release it and let go. Let's just take one more deep breath. And you all know breath, breathing is essential. It is what lets us know and affirms that we are alive. And today is a new day. It's a new day. And so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I know that I've told you all about me getting certified as an RTT therapist. That's a rapid transformational therapy. It's a form of hypnotherapy, but we really do go through a transformational process through that subconscious uh, mind, which is mm-hmm. the part of us that controls most of how we think, how we feel, what we do in our programs. And so it's such a powerful technique that I'm utilizing with my clients and um, really seeing a a transformative difference in their lives. And so Mm -hmm. uh, if you're interested, go website healthyminds.expert um, I have also put on there my uh, support group for women that um, that I'm starting just waiting to hear back to see who's interested was thinking about a Monday afternoon 12 o'clock central standard time um, to maybe get some people that are working during the day or maybe off during the day um, and then also everyone knows and I'm I don't know what I would do without my CBD, (laughs) but uh, everyone knows I am a daily user of CBD and an advocate of the benefits for CBD. If you are dealing with anxiety, stress, loss of focus, insomnia, pain, um, anxiety and panic, all of these uh, um, symptoms are relieved with CBD and really support uh, overall mental and physical health. So I always say, you know, CBD doesn't get you high. It comes from the hemp plant and it there's so much benefit physical and mental to CBD and um it's legal in all 50 states. You don't need a prescription. Again, it has less than 0.3% of THC. That's the uh, legal limit to be called CBD. And so please check it out. My website is hemphappier.com because when you take in CBD from hemp, it will make you happier. You can also find that 
on my website healthyminds.expert I've been updating my website so let me know if you like it check it out um, I'm constantly improving and evolving and um, I'm here so that you can do the same um, so without further ado I'm excited because I have uh, Miss Tiffany Ellis with me and she is a a member of Jack and Jill of America with me so we're in the same chapter and for uh, a minute I've just always loved her energy and she's just mm -hmm. so beautiful outside and inside and um, and so I just wanted her to come on and share her story with you and so um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her Tiffany Ellis is an entrepreneur former social service chief financial officer she is a speaker landlord wife and kingmaker of three beautiful <laughs> boys this dynamic lifestyle also includes being an um an in-home caregiver to her grandmother while juggling all to sync with her husband's intense career plus serving as an active member of jack and jill of american incorporated which i mentioned yes. The oh, goal yes. is to always have this all flow smoothly and have grace for when it does not. Tiffany has encountered many levels and facets of life and how to balance it all. So much of the above is good, done with a positive attitude, support, ambition, service to others, and evolution of healthy boundaries. However, so much of that good brings about anxiety attacks, hardship mm -hmm. stretches, and ever-present fight to get and remain happy. Based mm -hmm. on all of the above, she knows a thing or 30 about black women's mental health, mm -hmm. in particular, the impact of stress, stigma, depression, trauma, and strategies for coping, especially in the context of success. And so I just want to welcome you so much uh, for being here. Thank, Thank you for your time, you. Tiffany. Yes. Um, welcome. Thank you. And thank you for having me, beautiful. I'm really excited. Thank you very much. So, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on as we were kind of talking a little bit before we aired is everyone has a story and a journey to tell. And I think right now, mental health is taking the forefront. And mm -hmm. I always say mental health is human health. And so when you talk about, and I read all of the different roles that you play, which mm -hmm. are so many, mm -hmm. you know, um, I want to you to share a little bit about kind of your story and how did you come into this space of mental health or awareness of your mental health needs? I see I'm a visitor. Oh, excuse me, one second. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm recording. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, my mother just came in. I was going to start about how I came into mental health being um, from my parents. So please. I'm distracted. Mom, don't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tell her, tell her we sending her our love. Yes. Okay, not my. Okay, ask Eric. Hi. <laughs> I love so, it. I love it. There she goes. So speaking of, um, I would definitely say, uh, speaking of mom being here, um, I think my mom was definitely ahead of her time growing up when we encountered difficulties in the family. Um, and hardships such as divorce, um, disagreements within the family. She never shielded us from how she addressed it and how you go through it. It, it is happening. Here's the situation. Here's why she 
she made sure she did it within the context of our ages and where we were in our stages of life. But I saw all emotions from my mother at all times when she was happy, when she was playful, when she was depressed, when she was sad, when she was pensive. And I think that was essential for me to see that because she was very real. And so, and I know not everybody gets that experience, but coming up, I saw it's okay for all of that to occur. And she was still a good person, still a good mom, but she went through some things and she would say, you know, um, I'm depressed because of this, but I'm getting through it. And I saw her work through different coping mechanisms and then she'd be fine. Um, and my dad as well, my dad always um, valued listening. Like even when I would bring him difficult things, um, like say, like, I mean, we're gonna keep it real on this podcast today. Um, when he was doing some of the things within my parents' marriage that he was not supposed to be doing, I would ask him about that. Like, hey, why is it today my mother was crying? Why haven't I seen you in four days? Like, and I would sit there and expect an answer and he would listen and he would give it to me what the facts were and here's how we're working on it. So I learned how to have pain, experience challenge and then come and cope. And it was a beautifully human experience for me to see that at such a young age that um, rough or negative situations can be essential because you learn how to deal with them and you can still love that person. It doesn't take away from the person, but situations are happening and here's how we deal with it and thrive as a unit. So I actually feel like the limitations of some of the things I saw growing up made a very big and even greater um, um, outcome. Yeah, I love that because I think mm -hmm. that when there's honesty and openness, yes then you realize you can get through anything. Absolutely. Um, and so I think that um, what your mom did and your dad did was normalize that people go through different challenges in life. Yes, yes. And, and when you go through these challenges, it's okay. You can get through mm -hmm. them. Yes. So that mental wellness journey started before it had a name, before we talked about microaggressions and before we had, you know, self-care and all that. Like I saw that in my home and they always started, we love you. We love each other. We love this family. Here are the great things going on. Here are the great plans we have for you. Here's the not so great. And here's how we're dealing with them. And it's like, oh, wow it's okay to not be perfect. You can be great. You can be wonderful. You can be an intelligent. You can also be gritty and foul and moody and, you know, just improper with things and it still be a beautiful outcome. Um, it's just how you handle it. So I think growing up throughout that, no matter what came in my life or who, I had the tools to handle it. And if I didn't, because there's still always things to learn, even now we're forever learning. I think that whatever I don't know, I have the capability to teach someone else or get from them and then add to it. Um, so I just think that you have to have that basis of knowing it's okay. Of course, it's cliche to say now, but it's real. It's okay to not be okay. And then if you address it, you can heal from it. So that's, that's Absolutely. just the norm. Absolutely. So in learning this, being open, being honest, um, dealing really honestly upfront close with these type of issues how did that impact your relationships and like your marriage and your relationship with your boys I definitely think the biggest um the biggest way it impacted is that I expected I expected in all relationships friendships um back in the day having different boyfriends um my marriage and 
with my kids. I expect honesty. I expect the truth because with me, what I want to exude is that you're safe here. You're safe with me. Come as you are. Come with all parts of you. And so if I give you that, I expect that since you are safe and since you are valued, since you're loved, come with the real or don't come at all. So I think my, my expectation and my relationships with everyone that I deal with is give me your full experience. That way I know what I'm working with and then I can adjust accordingly and give you all of me. Now, I, I do also understand that's not necessarily easy. Um, it hasn't been easy in friendships. It hasn't been always easy, um, especially raising children as you're trying to teach honesty and fairness and um, and being of good character and all that. But uh, I think by the time I dated for so long and then came to meet my husband, he was at that part in his journey in his life too, where it was always easy for us. You know, um, just just all the parts of you, whoever you are, show me that. Like I can enjoy that. I can work with that and I'll give you the same. So it's always been very easy for Eric and I, and since that's what I expect and that's what I receive. And he definitely expects that. Um, and he receives that, I think that works. So then now together, we can easier deal with what the boys deal with and instill that in them. I love that. I love that. And I know that you said that, you know, it's a journey. I, I do believe that our life is an ongoing journey of oh, yes. improvement and growing and expansion. And sometimes we hit challenges that really make us look in the mirror and mm -hmm. really talk to ourselves. And so can you talk a little bit about maybe something that came up in your life that made you kind of say, wow, what's, you know, I'm struggling to deal with this. What do I need to do to, to move past it? Oh gosh. So many things. <laughs> Let me think. Let me think. Um, I would say definitely being passive aggressive in uh, friendships, definitely being passive aggressive is something that I struggled with for years. Um, because like, I guess in the nineties, there was this element of fakeness. Everybody was all about, oh, such and such is fake and you're fake and you're wishy-washy. And I used to be that person. I would fully expect for you to be your best around me. But a lot of times I was um, just not dependable or I would, I would, um, I would kind of around the way say things and express things and just assume people understood what I was saying and I would get mad or I would do petty things or I would just try to make someone else feel bad about something. And I could have just expressed myself in 20 seconds, but I would spend years doing all the silly stuff. Um, so that's something that just stuck with me where I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like being this way. I don't like when it happens to me. So it had to be a pain point for me, for me to say, okay, I don't like being labeled fake. I don't like how I feel when I do something wrong to someone. I don't like hurting my friends. Um, what am I going to do about it? And so it, from that pain, if you address it, you're like, okay, this is not okay for me to be like this, for me to behave like this. I started having those clear conversations, even if they were hard, like, hey, when you talk to me like this, it makes me feel like this. Therefore, here's my boundary. And I didn't realize boundary was a word that would be so, you know, intense now. Um, but I'm like, okay, how can I expect someone to treat me a certain way? And they don't know. I didn't tell them. I didn't express my thoughts and how that makes me feel. I just would take how I felt, hold it in, and then be a jerk to someone for a year. And they not even know what they did wrong or it bothered me. So it forced me to say, okay, if I don't like something and it's my fault, change it. Just be clear, just be upfront, be more authentic, be real. And it 
it took some years. It took some years, even in the workplace, you know, people get mad and you break pencils or they steal staplers or they're petty in the office. Or <laughs> you don't have to do all of that. Just address what the situation is, even if it's uncomfortable. Um, what's also uncomfortable is carrying a burden of inauthenticity for years. That's uncomfortable too. And it could be a two minute conversation or a four day conversation. Um, that way you can just be who you are in your fullness if you're not holding on to some mess. And so I think from not liking that about myself, it has made me um, be a better person to other people and so and have better communications um, with and to and from other people too. Yeah, I, I love that um, because I think that so many people spend a lot of time in their minds thinking mm -hmm. how things will go or how a person will respond if they share something that's on their heart or something that's bothering them. And so I always say to people, if you have something on your mind or on your heart that's so heavy that you can't sleep, you can't eat, you're thinking about it all the time, it's mm -hmm. stealing your peace, you have to say something. And contemplating it and pondering how a person's going to respond, how will they receive it, you know, projecting they won't like it, they're going to be mad at me, they won't be my friend. You're wasting a lot of energy and time because you don't know how that person is going to respond and you're not responsible for how right. they will respond. The only thing you're responsible for is being honest about how you feel and yes. about how you know, either they, what they did made you feel or how you may want things differently to go. Mm -hmm. So if you're always, you know, reluctant to say what's on your mind because you're afraid of how a person's going to respond, what you're doing is causing undue stress and anxiety oh and fear mm -hmm. and worry and sometimes even depression. And it's mm -hmm. not necessary because if you just write out what is it that you feel, why you feel that way, and what you want different, you know, people don't know how to ask for what they want. And a lot of times people don't even know what they want. Right, right. So but that's easier. really right. But that's, yeah. I always say the only thing that I'm responsible for is what I think, how I feel, and what I do, how I right. act, and how I respond. Once I put it out there and I let them know how I feel from a place of love, mm -hmm. it's not on me anymore. From a place of love. That's just it right there, from a place of love. And if you're not doing it to retaliate or get back at somebody or make them feel bad or demean their character, all that stuff, which that is a journey too. You have to learn what that even means. And it means something for different people. So if you're not doing it for that or to one up them or to look better or to, if you do it from a place of love, it's always right. It's always right. Um, but you have to sometimes, it took for me some years to even get to that place to come to have what I'm saying to come from that instead of let me be heard, let me speak first, let me get to this, or you're not going to tell me this, or, you know, sometimes we get so indignant in our feelings, and you're like, but you're, the words were right, but your intent was so off, it was just bad, or just like, um, before gaslighting was a term, to gaslight people and be like, oh, that shouldn't bother you, you're so sensitive, like, I used to say that to people all the time, and that's just so bad, but then when it was said to me, it hurt, so again, I'm like, okay, if that hurts me, I should probably not say that to other people. So that takes time to to craft that and hone that. And I like what you said that it robs you of your peace, of um, good intention, 
of all that anxiety and that stress. And if you're under that, you cannot have clear purpose. You cannot do things that's in the best interest of those around you. You can't be a solid mother. You can't be a solid mate. You can't be a solid church member, whatever you're doing, because you're pent up in all of this um, negativity and you're in your head and you're trying to think ahead of the next person. If you clear out all of that and just move out of love, state your expectations, um, and just kind of, if you if you can get to a point where you're expressing yourself and you're carrying yourself a certain way, it'll eliminate a lot of that, a lot of the noise, a lot of the mess, because your purpose will be centered in exchanging love, exchanging good intent, um, and just ex- exchanging peace, really. So, but it takes time. I'm not going to sit here and act like it, it does in different scenarios. We'll try to pull you from that. You just have to fight for it. And I want to talk about that too, coping mechanisms to fight for your happiness and for balance. Um, I think it's essential. All right. Talk about it. Tell us about okay. it. Okay. 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 Well, um, I think everyone knows by the time you're a teenager an adult you know yourself pretty well you know what gets you excited you know what bums you out you know what just sets you on fire with joy um you know what angers you you have a pretty good sense after you've lived 15 plus years um so i think that knowing those things you know what environments you thrive in who lights you up like you said when you first met me it was an energy about me that you liked that you felt good around me and I felt the same way about you so we know who we gravitate to I think when in times of depression or hardship or challenges you have to remember what helps you cope who should you be around what environments do you need to put yourself in? It could be some something simple as a hot shower. I don't know what it is, but for me, a hot shower resets everything. I, it's like the magic of water. I don't know. Um, it could be intense prayer. It could be watching your favorite shows. And if one or two of those things aren't working, I typically write a list. What are the things that make me light up with joy? And I work that list. I work that list. Polishing my nails, going out with friends, staring at the sunrise. Um, taking a walk and I'm like okay let's keep going let's find me let's find me this isn't working playing with my kids being silly with my kids I'm having coffee with my husband it could be simple stuff I love to have coffee with him it doesn't even need to be full full a great time I love doing the big stuff with him but a simple cup of coffee I'm like this is all right you know so what are those little things of joy and that those coping mechanisms help the easy stuff. Now there's always the harder things like that might not, you know, you can't hot shower or or take a long walk if there's been, um, you know, molestation or divorce or life loss or um, uh, backstabbing in your life or a friendship loss because that's like losing, losing a mate or losing something big. I've gone through multiple friendships that have some have stood the test of time and some have not. There's a grieving process when you lose a good friend. So um, yeah, you can't just sip wine and wine that stuff away or laugh that stuff away. That takes the hard work. And then I think at that point, you start seeking therapy. You start seeking, um, like you said, CBD. Is that something that helps you thrive through that? Um, you get all the different types of help, whatever it takes. You you work your own personal list based that is unique to you to get yourself back and it's different for everyone yeah so how how for you how was it that you were able to seek out help and not get caught up in the stigma or this idea that you know 
you know, you something must be wrong. Cause I, I don't like that, you know. Um, I, I for me, and I try to have this be the same for those that I know. If 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 we talk about it, I never got caught up in that. I never cared if it was seen as wrong or right or any stigma. Um, and that validation comes from God. It really does. Like I don't really care what the masses think about something. If I'm upset, if I need extra help, I get extra help. Like I don't, so I've never really subscribed to that feeling of like, what am I going to look like? What is it going to sound like? Well, I'm in pain. I need to reach out. Like even when I was in college, I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. And again, and being authentic and real, I meant I did not want to be on this earth anymore. I couldn't pinpoint any reason why nothing, nothing exactly happened. I mean, I was fighting with some friends. I think a boyfriend of mine broke up with me. I was homesick. Um, and I was, I was a track star in high school and I wasn't really developing into that star in college. So to me, my world was upside down. Like, oh my God, I'm not as great as I thought I was. And to me at that 19 years old, that was everything. So I was just like, I don't want to do life anymore. But then I was like, that's not who I am. That's not good. And, you know, my parents would be devastated. Everyone would, be, everyone would not see it coming because I'm typically very positive and happy-go-lucky. And I was having suicidal thoughts. I didn't care what anyone thought about it. I needed to get help. So I went to the Student Health Center and I'm like, hey, here's my background. Here's what I've been doing. I was a pretty much straight A, straight B student. I had great friends. I had this great family. And I was like, I feel horrible every day i'm smiling i'm going to class i'm high-fiving people at parties and every night i go back to my dorm room i want to be here help me fix that some something's wrong um so yeah that's that's how i talk to people about the stigma like get over it like you just whatever it seems like whoever doesn't like it the outside of you if it feels like oh well i don't want you want to know something's wrong with you um if something's wrong with you something's wrong and you got to get back to being right so yeah. I'm impervious to any kind of uh, peer pressure or <laughs> outside thoughts, because what does God say? God says, fix it. So that's what I go with. I love that. And, and I really love the idea that you care more about what you think and what mm -hmm. you need than mm -hmm. anybody else. And, yeah. you know, I always say this is your life. This yes. is your life. You are the driver of this life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not happy or something's not feeling the way it should feel, it's up to you right. to take action to change it. No one yes. else, the only person, the only <laughs> thing out there, please, the only thing we have control over is us. Yes, you that's know? it. And so we can't change anyone else, but no. we can change us. Yeah, you and can try. Have, right. And we've got it's this everything. power within us that wants us to be our best selves, that wants yes. us to live according to how we were created. Yes. So, yes. And you know, it that. was it was interesting. Um, a friend of mine, I forgot what friend it was, um, but when we went to the Student Health Center together for two totally different things, he said, oh, I remember who it was. He said to me, um, when we get there, let's not worry about who's in here because if they're in here seeing us, they're in here too. I was like, right because everyone's like oh someone's gonna see you someone's what well, it could be you could be in here for anything he's like well if they're in here they're in here for something too no one goes to the student health center because they're perfectly healthy <laughs> you're there for <laughs> some, 
<laughs> right. They need support too. Exactly. And, 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 and you know what, uh, Tiffany, that's why I always say, you know, mental health is human health. Yes. Because the more we learn about our mental health, the more we realize that our mental and emotional and psychological health is what really controls our physiology, our physical health. A lot of the stress is what causes those physical ailments or the unhealthy eating or the emotional, uh, you know, conflict and tension and stress and depression and anxiety. All of those have a physiological response in our bodies and it starts with our mind and how we think and how we feel. And so when you master your mind, mm. then, then everything else falls into place it's and everything. everyone needs support. I don't care who you are. I've yeah. got a mentor. I've got a coach, you mm -hmm. know, everyone needs support. We're, we weren't created to just be in isolation. And so right. I just you know, want to thank you for really sharing your journey and, and sharing your experiences because it's yes. such an inspiration to hear, you know, mm -hmm. that, um, that you can fix it, that if you, you know something's it. not feeling right, you can fix it. So, you know, um, and, and just even, I didn't even get a lot of, I, matter of fact, I never started sessions there at school. Do you know what actually fixed it more than anything? Me saying it and embracing it out loud. Like I didn't even go to any of the sessions, which I'm sure would have been wonderful and essential, but that somehow was like <sighs> in itself. And so if I allowed all that to end me at 19, all those other wonderful things that you read about me in the beginning, it wouldn't have existed. Those three little kings that we're raising, they wouldn't have existed if I just didn't take that time and be like, oh my God, something is wrong. I, I don't, I don't even know. I'm not equipped to handle this at 19, but God steer me where I need to go to get this done. And in doing so, when people are at their different levels um, and their journey with mental health, um, I can help them embrace it, whatever it is. It might need intensive care for a psychiatrist, psychologist, you know, um, um, counselors, friendships, whatever they might need for a long period of time, or it might be a little bit get that do that whatever it is um then you can be be great and be great in all the other areas of your life I'm telling you it's, it's everything it's everything thank you. thank you so much tiffany okay so we've got to wrap up but is there any um connection that you want to offer to our listeners about what you're doing if they want to connect with you or if they're interested in connecting with you um, and connecting, um, I would definitely say I, I love being transparent and open books. So I'll go ahead and put my phone number out there, 630-379-8694. Um, my email address is MRS Tiffany, spelled the normal way, M Ellis at Yahoo. Um, and I'm on social media at uh, Tiffany Ellis. Um, but yeah, just just being impactful and just doing all the things from the different areas of life. Um I think is is what I leave people with and just trying to figure out your purpose. And if you can focus on your purpose, um, you know, do that and get whatever you need to be mentally strong so that you can help other people do the same. Thank you so That's much. It. I love Thank you, you Erica. You know, I love you more. You. <laughs> Thank you, hon. To master your mind with Dr. Erica. We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind.
please visit hemphappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD oil. See you next week.